What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to the Schoolhouse Scallywags podcast. Me and Landis here about to do the extra point for this week's uh, games, week 12. We're going to look at some of these week 11 games from last week, too. So uh, we just going to kind of go down the list of our picks. Um, first one, number one on the list was a big, a big it was, well, it wasn't a big shocker, but it was an upset. Uh, Minnesota goes and beats Penn State. 31-26. Did you get to watch any of that that game with it being an early game? Yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it while I was at work. Yeah, I watched I watched a good bit of it too, a good bit of the second half. It, uh, it and like Minnesota was just taking over Penn State. They jumped on them early, and then uh, Penn State was was making a comeback, and then they just couldn't finish it off. But I do, I do like Penn State's quarterback, though. Uh, Sean Clifford, he's a good player. Uh, he, th- he throws a good ball, real strong in the pocket. Uh, but it's just they kind of got behind early, and they weren't able to to recover. Uh, they were up 24-10, I think, uh, Minnesota was. And then Penn State ended up making a comeback and uh, final ended up being 31-26. But uh, coach from Minnesota, I'm a big fan of his. So we'll see how they – they fare in the rest of the way in the Big Ten with they'll have to play Ohio State, you know, eventually if they keep winning. So we'll see how they do. You got any thoughts on Minnesota and PJ Fleck? No, I think they're gonna have I think they're gonna get beat because they ain't that they just not like an experienced program really. You think Ohio State think, will beat them? I think Ohio State will probably blow them out. Yeah, I I think Ohio State will beat them, but I I don't know how. I'm interested to see how good of a game it'll be between the, uh, Minnesota and Ohio State. So, and then Minnesota's got, which on the picks this week we'll talk about. They got Iowa this week, another big game. They win back to back against Penn State and Iowa, and that's two that's two pretty good wins in back to back weeks. So we'll have to give them credit for that. So big win for them. Uh, Jumping to the top ten, and Penn State uh, falls back from from the top four. So. That was a big win for for P.J. Fleck in Minnesota. All right, the next one there, wasn't too much going on here. Vandy at Florida. Florida smoked some 56 to nothing. I didn't watch any of it. I just – I watched a little bit of it because I was was wanting to see how Florida would bounce back and see if the Georgia – Yeah. Lost in Georgia would do anything. Well, they they responded, so that was a a good win for them. Um, Did you get to watch any of the – did you get to watch any of the – like before it got out of hand, or did you watch it the second half? Or no, I, well, I watched the first quarter. And I seen enough. It was already like twenty-one nothing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I knew Florida was gonna run the table because they had the mentality they was ready to not kill somebody the week after they lost. Yeah, the they were ready to go. They were definitely focused. I think that says a lot about their coaching staff with Dan Mullen getting them guys ready to go. So, Florida wins fifty-six nothing. Uh, both of us got that pick right. Both of us missed the Penn State pick. We both picked Penn State minus six and a half. So we both missed that one. Um, the next one um, that I thought was going to be a good game, period, is K-State at Texas. K-State had a big win against Oklahoma this year. Um, they ended up falling short to Texas, 27-24. And I know Texas has had some bad losses, but they, the way they played LSU, I think me and you both have a lot of respect for, for the way they played LSU. So uh, I didn't get to watch any of it. I kept up with the scores. But Texas, I can pull up the stats here. Texas ended up winning 27-24. And uh, that's a big win for Tom Herman and the Horns against a uh, quality opponent in Kansas State. Kansas State was number 16 in the country. So that's a good top 16 or top 20 win for uh, for Texas. Uh, and Texas has been dealing with some injuries on defense too, which is a lot of 
why they struggled, I think, against some teams like Kansas and stuff like that. But Ellinger threw for 263, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, then K-State quarterback Skylar Thompson threw for 253, two touchdowns, no picks. And then team rushing was the, was the difference in the game. Texas had uh, 214 yards rushing as a team. And then Kansas State only had 51 yards rushing. So that's where the that's where the difference was. Both quarterbacks had similar numbers in Texas. They had uh, Keontae Ingram, 16 carries for 139 yards. That's the difference in the game. So K-State put up a good fight. They jumped on them quick. I think it was 14 nothing. I saw at one point. Then Texas kind of slowly won the second quarter, won the third quarter, and uh, finished it off in the fourth. So big win for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, which I think they got a solid team anyway. You know, they always yeah. going to have talent. So, uh, Next one, Shocker. Uh, we'll talk about this one a little bit. Wake Forest at VT. Wake Forest was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I felt like that it was going to be a real close game, but I, I could see Virginia Tech winning because of Bud Foster. I said it because of Bud Foster last week, veteran defensive coordinator. And then I had a question mark about Wake Forest as far as them giving up 60 to Louisville. That puts a big question mark. Uh, I think I think Wake Forest, they, they've been getting credit for what they didn't deserve lately. They're not a t- top team or, no. or big big caliber team like media's making them out to be. Right. Now, I like their quarterback. I think their quarterback is, is uh, a rising star. He's a really good player. Um, no, their best receiver, Sage Surratt, he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, that hurts. That. But but I really like Newman, uh, Jamie Newman. He's a uh, he's a really good player. I watched him against a couple weeks ago against I can't remember who they played, but I really like the way he plays, and uh, I'm interested to see how they do bouncing back from that this week because I think you know they held them. They ended up losing 36-17, and Wake had been scoring some, some points, you know, in previous games. But Bud Foster, being the veteran defense coordinator, he kind of had a good game plan for them. And uh, they held them to 17 points, which is big. Uh, so Newman threw for 238, two touchdowns, but also had two picks. And then uh, team rushing-wise, they only had 63 yards rushing. Virginia Tech had 228 yards rushing. So if you allow 228 on the ground of Virginia Tech, you know they they probably in for a long day this this uh, this Saturday against Clemson. So we'll see how it goes. But like you said, you know Demon Deacons they were seven and one with a bad loss to Louisville. But uh, as far as like getting a marquee win, I don't think they really had one. But they were ranked in top 20, number 19, and they fell out after that loss. So. Uh, be interesting to see how they finish up. You got anything you want to add to that? No, not much. Not much. I I took VT in the picks, and you and Caroline both took Wake. Yeah, it's an ACC game. I didn't have much. You don't have. I yeah, don't, you don't really know. I don't. I'll pay attention to it. Just let it be. Yeah, yeah. You well, like me and you both SEC guys, so we watch those teams more than we watch the other ACC schools. All right, next one. Really good game. Uh, two. You know, hard-nosed, defensive, run-the-ball teams, Wisconsin and Iowa. Wisconsin ended up winning 24-22. Uh, they were a nine-point favorite, so they did not cover the spread. Um, I took Wisconsin. You took Iowa. And uh, Caroline took Wisconsin, too, so I, I missed that one. You got that pick correct. Uh, Iowa's just a hard-nosed football team. They're going to play good defense. They're going to run the ball. And uh, 
for the most part, they're going to be really disciplined. Uh, so they, they played well in the game, but they just came up a little short. So they'll get their chance against Minnesota this week to uh, come back and see if they can right the ship and get a win. Um, Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor had a day. They gave him a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. He had um, 31 carries for 250 yards on the ground. He was averaging eight yards a carry. So when when you allow in rushing yards like that, there's no way you're going to win. I know it was a close score, but you can't expect to win. And then Iowa only had 87 yards rushing. And their quarterback threw for 208. Um, Wisconsin's quarterback threw for 173. And then Taylor just being a workhorse for him. So they pretty much rode him to the victory. So that Wisconsin, like I said, they are running team, play defense, hard-nosed football. So good win for them. Like I said, that's a Big Ten matchup, so we don't really keep up with it a whole lot. But those top Big Ten teams, I do enjoy watching. I like watching Michigan and Ohio State. and I mean, that's some good football played in, in that conference too. So we got to respect that. All right, next one you'll be able to tell me all, all about. Uh, Georgia, Missouri. Georgia had another conference shutout, 27 nothing. Uh, against Missouri, but uh, again, uh, Bryant didn't play at all, did he? Yeah, Bryant didn't play that. Yeah, so see, going into the game, I took Missouri because uh, Georgia was favored by 16 and a half, and I thought Georgia would win, but I thought they'd win probably maybe two touchdowns. But I was, I didn't know that. Uh, he was a game time decision. He was dressed decision. out. He was dressed out ready to go, but but even though he was game time decision, I felt like he was going to play. You know what I mean? Most time, you know, you might say that to get your opponent, you know, trying to prepare for multiple yeah. quarterbacks. But he ended up not going. That obviously hurt him really bad in the game. Um, 27 nothing. So, you just give us a little rundown of how that one went. Uh, Georgia defense, style. Nobody's running the ball in Georgia all year. Uh, they pass it. Richard LeCount picks it off in the first half. Right. I mean, that's probably the closest they come to scoring was when they was on about Georgia's 30. The quarterback tried to throw a ball to the Missouri receiver on about 10, 5-yard line running a, running a route down the sideline. Richard LeCount picks it off. So, Georgia's defense tough again. Fromm, Fromm comes out. He's he's a little slow, but he finds Pickens, George Pickens, for most of the night. And Swift, he, he carried the ball pretty good for the most part. And uh, I think Pickens had two touchdowns. And uh, Fromm just – uh, Lawrence Cager. He's Lawrence a, Cager. He had he had six catches for ninety three yards, so he had another good day. Yeah, uh, he actually um. He but actually, Georgia had to kick a lot of field goals yeah. in the game too. So, but that's a. I mean, Missouri's Missouri's defense is really good. We said that last yeah. week before the game. Missouri's defense is they they play man defense. They they get up in your, in your face, and then they play good box defense in the front seven. So Georgia Georgia was actually without Lawrence Cager for. Most of the game, he got hurt in the first quarter oh, and, did and didn't come back. So he didn't but, play most of the game, yeah, he, and he still had 93 yeah, yards yeah, receiving. I mean, that's solid. He had all them catches in the first quarter. Right. And then he hurt his arm, but he's going to get to play against Auburn this area. But Smart didn't want a chance where he could he would just use yeah. his talent up. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to chance it because you know that they, the other team don't have their quarterback, so you don't see them being able to score a whole lot of points. So why risk it? You know what I mean. I, I agree with that decision as far as coaching decision. So uh, Georgia dominates, uh, twenty-seven nothing. Um, they kick. They were four out of five field goals. Blankenship, 
Fromm had 173 yards, two touchdowns, 166 yards as a team on the ground. Swift led with 83 yards, but he only had 12 carries. So they split up the carries pretty good. Harrion had uh, 10 carries, 42 yards. Amir White had six carries. Uh, James Cook had six carries. So, you know, they, they didn't blow them off the field with rushing yards or offense, period, but they played good enough to score 27 points and played D. So that's a big win for Georgia. Moving on, they're definitely going to probably end up in it. And uh, in Atlanta for the championship, had their shot to take on LSU. And I'm looking forward to seeing that LSU versus Georgia George, defense. I'm a little nervous, but yeah. Yeah, well, I, th I think Georgia defense is their strength and LSU offense is their strength. So it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game for sure. So I'm definitely – I always look forward to the SEC championship no matter who's playing. That's the best game of the year. Best game around. of the year. And it's, you always know it's going to be big boy football. Most of the time I'll play more attention than that than I would have playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, man, it's something about that game being in the Dome and, and uh, CBS calling it. And it used to be Vern and Gary Danielson. And uh, it's just something about that game you just love to watch, man. It's, you know, I look forward to it every year. Uh, just like you said, just like the playoffs now, I really look forward to the to the SEC championship game. It's a fun one to watch. So you got anything else for Georgia before we move on? I ain't got much. All right, so next one, Clemson and NC State. Not much to say about that one. They smoked them pretty good. Uh, they were 32-and-a-half-point favorite. We all took Clemson because we felt like NC State, they had so many injuries, and they're not very good, period. So Clemson, you know, they're rolling. They're rolling. Uh, like I said, playing lesser opponents, obviously, in the ACC, but still got to give credit where credit is due. They take care of business when it's, when it's time to take care of business. So we'll see um, whenever they get to the play. I was hoping maybe that North Carolina would end up playing them again in that ACC championship game, but it don't look like that's going to happen. Uh, who's leading the Coastal, you know? Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh leading the Coastal I think, again? I think it's Pittsburgh or Virginia. Oh, uh, Virginia. You might, Virginia might. Well, I'd like to see them play Virginia, but I, I don't. Nobody's going to have nothing for them in the ACC. Pittsburgh 7-3. Okay. We'll have to look it up. I'm not sure either. But uh, either way, no matter who plays them, they're not going to have anything for them. So, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on the old ACC over there and, and see what happens. Oh, that's interesting news. All right. Um. Next one on here, the big one from last week, LSU and Bama. It didn't disappoint. It was a great game. LSU jumped on them quick. They were up 33 to 13 at half. Uh, everybody was like, ah, oh, game's over. Alabama don't got nothing. Alabama comes charging back, second half. Um, and then LSU kind of holds them off. And, uh, man, you know, Burrow gets a lot of um, praise. But, man, that running back uh, – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a man. I mean, he is a man. He's a smaller guy, but he's really strong. He runs well, and uh, I just like to watch him play, man. He's a good old-school LSU running back between the tackles. He can, uh, you know, beat you with speed. He can beat you with power. He's a low to the ground. He, he's just a good all-around back. And then uh, on the other side of it, Najee Harris had a big game, too. So two really good, really good running backs in the game. I think two really good quarterbacks in the game. I was about to say, I think Tua he he gets a lot of credit. Tua was playing. They show like a pregame thing of his surgery, and he had like screws and metal metal stuff holding his uh, ankle, holding his ankle together yeah. so he could play. I mean, so Tua, I think he held his ground for. He did the best. Oh yeah, he could well I mean, he threw for 418 yards, four yeah. touchdowns, and a pick. 
mean, he, that's, you know, that's – He had that – Unbelievable. But, uh, he fumbled. He had two turnovers. Yeah, on he had the one right there at the beginning where he, he's fumbled breaking the, the pocket and he pretty much just dropped the ball. Now, I don't – you know, that, that's just a crazy mistake. But, you know, he's probably had not been practicing a whole lot. So I, th- I think you know that has something to do with it. As far as not practicing, try to air it out for halftime and yeah, right there cost him a touchdown. Cost him a touchdown. Cost him a touchdown. That was big. Yeah, that was big. That pick for the half and then letting them get score for the half. That was huge in the game. Um, and then Burrow on the other side, he threw for he threw for three ninety three, but he was thirty one of thirty nine, and that is unbelievable. When and he averaged ten yards a a, rece- or a pass, three touchdowns. Uh, his QBR was 91.9, scale out of 100. So, I mean, 31 out of th- uh, 39, that's unbelievable completion percentage. Um, so, Burrow is definitely just took the the leader uh, for the Heisman, so, and, and, and rightfully so. And then not only that, he also ran for 64 yards. Uh, so, I mean, he's – That's just, one thing about Joe Burrow. He – He's not like your average quarterback. He's not going to run a couple yards and slide. No, no. He's, Joe he, Burrow's going to let you know he's there. He's going to hit you with his helmet and his pads and yeah, keep going. Yeah. He's a great – he's a good athlete. He's a sneaky athlete. People don't – people, when they hear Burrow and they see him, they don't really think about him being a, a runner. But he – I mean, he's – just like Lawrence. People don't think about Trevor Lawrence being a runner, but he's so long and athletic. He's He can hurt you as a runner as well. And I think Burrow and Lawrence are the two that, that kind of get overlooked when it comes to being a dual threat. And, uh, you know, Burrow, he definitely, you know, those 64 yards are big as far as uh, giving, moving the chains. Maybe it's third and short, and he breaks the pocket and gets a first down, so on, so on. So uh, that was big. Uh, Jamar Chase had a big game receiving. He had six receptions for 140 yards and a touch. Devontae Smith had the big day for Alabama. He had seven catches for 213 yards and two touchdowns. Um and then Judy had 71 yards. Row. You know you know about their receiver group, so they, they got studs everywhere. Um, and then Justin Jefferson for LSU had 79 yards. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to go along with his 100 yards rushing, he had 77 yards receiving. That's really big. So, you know, all-purpose yards, he had about 180 yards of their offense. That's, that's, that's big uh, coming out of the backfield. And then Najee Harris for Alabama had 19 carries for 146 yards. Big game for him. I've always liked Harris. He was a top recruit coming out. Big, strong, physical guy. Great athleticism for a big dude. And, uh, you know, it was just – it was crazy to see. You know, Alabama LSU, they showed the previews. You remember the 9-6 to six game? Yeah. And, the, and then the same year they played again in the national championship, it was 21 nothing. Alabama pretty much just kind of beat them down. But to see the way those games were played and then to watch this game Saturday – and see the difference. It's His like offense. It seemed like Big Twelve football with defense side of it. Right, right, and uh, you know we're just not used to seeing that in Alabama LSU matchup. We used to seeing physical, and it was still physical football. Yeah. We used to seeing defensive running the ball, linebackers and running backs colliding, eleven man really rallying to the football, making tackles. Uh, Alabama, you know, I seen low scoring. I seen Alabama yesterday. I think they missed 26 tackles, Saturday. Just that's hard to believe. That's hard to believe for Alabama team, which I know they de- they dealing with some injuries on at linebacker. Definitely their their number one leader, Dylan, Dylan Moses. Moses. Yep. Not having him out there is hurting them bad. But uh, you know, it was just crazy to see that you know LSU 46, Alabama 41. Uh, just not your normal 
Bama LSU matchup, but it was definitely fun to watch. Great game. Both teams are really good. Both teams got great offenses. Uh, defense is not as good as they normally are, but uh, you know, it's a, it was a great, a great SEC matchup. Anytime it's three thirty CBS, that's SEC, right. You, you know, know, you, you, know they, you know they're gonna bring it. You know they're gonna bring it. So I enjoyed it. Um, maybe we'll get to see those two match up again in the playoff. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. But I do end up thinking Alabama's probably going to sneak back in. So, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, the next one breaks my heart, man. South Carolina, App State. We lost 20-15. to 15. Offense was bad, really bad. Um, defense played well, I thought. Gave up six points, two field goals. Uh, and the offense gave up a pick six. And then the one touchdown that the defense did give up. Did you watch any of the South Carolina games? I, I didn't watch, but well, I didn't watch much. So we had uh, we had two field goals. We gave up two field goals, um, and we were up seven to six. And then, for Helinski throws a ball, it gets picked off, tipped up, picked off, touchdown. We're down thirteen seven, and. Uh, after that, it was just kind of like everybody kind of tensed up. And then the only other touchdown drive we gave up, um, the guy returned it inside the 40 or near the 30. Of, so, that I mean, you got a short field. They end up scoring. So, that's their 20 points right there. And then offensively, I mean, we were, we were bad. We were bad. We could not run the ball, could not block them in the run game, could not block them in the pass game. Uh, you know, on the last drive, we ended up – Bad as it was, we ended up with a shot to win it. They're on the last drive. Uh, Helensky misses Edwards down in the corner of the end zone, wide open. And then uh, it, it wouldn't have mattered because we got a holding call. Then we got three holding calls on the last drive. Just can't block, and block App State up front on the, in the pass protection. But uh, it, it was bad, man. It was hard to watch. Um, uh, I think our leading rusher was Joyner. Uh, carry on Joyner was a leading rusher. He only had like 12 yards. Rico had no yards, hardly at all. Uh, Feaster didn't play. He's hurt. Uh, Brian Edwards, man, Brian Edwards has got a lot of, got my respect, man, because he, he gutted it out, man. He was hurting too, but he played like a man. You know, if we didn't have him, we, we'd be in a world of trouble for sure. Uh, so, I'm a little discouraged, man, Gamecock football. I thought after that win against Georgia, I, even though after we beat Georgia, I thought that obviously Georgia was still better than us. But I thought that showed that we we had the players to show up and compete and be consistent. I think South Carolina still good range for a bowl game. I think they knock off A and M, and you ain't got to worry about Dabo no more. Man, I hope as much as I hope you're right, I ain't got no faith in that happening. I would, I would love it. You, you know, it's it's frustrating for us because we we feel like we got the players there that can beat Georgia. But then again, we can't show up on our home turf at home at night and beat App State. Even though App State's a good team. You know, they were a top 20 team, got knocked off by Georgia Southern. But App State's a good team, but it never should be acceptable to lose to Appalachian State at University of South Carolina. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm just going to keep watching and see what happens. I don't think it's time for to fire a, uh, any coaches or anything like that. but They're going to fire Dabo after much. Man, I hope you're right. But uh, I think there will be an offensive coordinator change made after the season, which is warranted. I think McClendon, he might be kind of 
in over his head a little bit, but we'll see what happens. But I think I think Muschamp's a good a good head coach. I just think that he's got to get a piece in place at that offensive coordinator spot for him to be successful. He's got to uh, because I mean you see the defense playing well and the defense playing well, and uh, you just can't can't. Uh, keep not scoring points and losing games because of that and they expect to keep your job so we'll see what he decides to do but that one that one was uh it was hard to watch man four quarters are hard to watch football i told my buddy we were watching i felt like we lost twice because it's like uh we were losing 20 to 9 or something like that and uh i told my boy i said i feel like you know i've already come to realization that we're gonna lose it's 20 to 9 so there's 0 and 1 and then we start making the comeback. We score, get the ball back, and we look like we're going to come back and score and win at the last second. And then we end up losing again. So it's like they give you some yeah. hope, and then you feel like you lost again. So <laughs> it was a tough one, man. God, it was tough. But uh, we'll see what happens. Zachary football is a, it's a, uh, it's a saga, man. It's a saga. So then the last one was a close game, too. I thought this was the lock of the week. I thought Tennessee was going to smoke Kentucky. Uh, they end up beating them 17-13. Uh, Tennessee, um, and uh, I, like I said, that was kind of a shocker to me. I thought they were going to win big. Did you get to watch any of that one? I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't watch much of it because they was all playing during the Georgia game. Uh huh. But um, you you was pretty hopeful with Tennessee, but I thought Kentucky had a little fight in them. Yeah, yeah. You took uh, Kentucky yeah. in the uh, in the uh, picks last week, and I, I I was shocked by that. But uh, I thought for I thought that. Because I thought Tennessee was was headed in the right direction, because the way they played against us, the way they uh, showed fight in the Alabama game, I thought they were, you know, they had maybe it turned the corner a little bit. But uh, you know, they didn't. I guess they didn't play very well. Uh, they got uh, Brian Maurer back. He only threw for 98 yards. Garantano played well. Garantano was seven out of eight for 115 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know what's inspired his. Uh, his play lately, but that was big for him. Um, but rushing wise, Tennessee could not run the ball. You know, they get their their main running back had 28 yards. Ty Chandler had 28 yards, uh, and then Garantano had like 30 yards rushing. Um, Callaway, Mark West Callaway had a big day. He had 103 yards receiving uh, for a touchdown. Jennings, Juwan Jennings, the other big guy, they had he only had 49 yards receiving. So. Uh, but they pulled out the win, and uh, it was big for them. It was big for Tennessee, big for their program, trying to get back on track, got them to 500. So uh, we'll see how it goes for them the rest of the week. All right, so that's all the games from last week. So we're going to look at um, this week's games, do our picks, and uh, wrap it on up. So, all right, let's look at Bama, Mississippi State. Bama's the favorite. Minus 17 and a half. Who you got? I'm taking Bama. I think they bounce back this week. Bama with a bounce back, and I'm taking Bama also. All right. Florida at Mizzou. Now, is do you know if Kelly Bryant's playing this week, or are you not sure? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. So, I'm going to assume that he may still be hurt. or I don't. If, Mizzou, if, if Bryant was playing, I would take – think about taking Missouri, but Florida's only favored, or they're only giving up six and a half points, so if they win by touchdown, they they cover, so I'm taking Florida, you're going to take Florida too, alright I think that's a pretty easy pick for, pretty uh, uh, easy pick for both of us, 
All right, third is Nebraska or Wisconsin at Nebraska. Nebraska not having a good year under Scott Frost, um, as expected. Wisconsin's a 14 and a half point favorite, so they got to win by uh, at least 15 points. Who I'm you think? Going Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I think that's probably a smart pick. Um, with far with far as uh, Jonathan Taylor coming off a huge game, they're gonna ride him again. Uh, Nebraska hasn't showed any signs of getting anything going, so I, was, I think that's a good pick. All right, this next one's really interesting. Uh, Navy at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame, this is the – I saw on the radio, I heard on the radio, this is the first time that Notre Dame's home game has not been a sellout since the 70s. Uh, so I'm not really – I don't know if it's bad weather or uh, – well, oh, minus seven and a half. Yeah, Notre Dame minus seven and a half. Oh, I skipped one. Okay. Yeah, we'll go back to it. All right, so Navy at Notre Dame. Um, first game at Notre Dame has not been a sellout since the 1970s. So that's kind of crazy, man. But uh, who do you think about taking out? Navy's uh, ranked in the top 25, so it's, it's a top 25 matchup. I'm thinking Notre Dame. You think Notre Dame? I think it being seven and a half, uh, I think that I'm going to take Navy. And the reason being, uh, they're going to ball control. So they're going to ball control. They're going to make you come up, make tackles, and they're going to try to you know shorten the game, make it a uh, make it a run battle, um, and try to play defense. So I'm going to take Navy to cover. Uh, I think Notre Dame wins by three or seven, but I don't think they covered spread. All right, so we're going to jump back. I got to reverse these two. We're going to jump back to Michigan at Michigan State at Michigan. So Michigan's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. I, Michigan. I think I'm going with Michigan, too. Uh, I think they're in a good spot right now. They've been playing good football. Uh, quarterback, uh, what's quarterback? Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson been playing well. Harbaugh's got the defense playing well also. I'm going with Michigan to take that one over Michigan State. Michigan State not as good as they normally are. Uh, but it'll still be a good game, good rivalry game. So they'll still uh, be out there getting after it. All right, next one. I think we all know who's going to win this one, but the spread's interesting. Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson has given up 34 points, so they got to win by 35. What you think? Um, I think I'm. I think I don't think Clemson's going to win, but I don't think they're going to beat Wake Forest by 34. You going with Wake? I think I think they'll beat Wake by about 28. 28. Man, I, I'm going back and forth on this one. I really don't know, but I've learned this. Clemson. S stuff just goes their way, man. It goes their way. So I'm not going to bet against them. I'm picking Clemson to win by 35 or more. So, uh, but I can, de I wouldn't be surprised if Wake held it within within that many. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think there's any uh, fear of Clemson losing, but uh, we'll see if Wake can keep it close. Um, next one, Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State is the seven-point favorite. I think this is an easy one this week. I'm taking Tex uh, Texas to win the game, not only cover the spread, but to win the I'm game. I'm going Texas to win the game. I think that's the lock of the week right there. And I know Iowa State's good. They've been good. They've, Iowa State's been a solid football team for a while. Uh, but I'm definitely taking Texas uh, to win that one, uh, and especially with them be Iowa State being a seven-point favorite. To me, that, that's a lock. That's a lock pick for the week. All right, um, let's see. Next one. Oh, this is an interesting one. Minnesota at Iowa. 
Okay, Iowa's a three-point favorite. What do you think? You think P.J. Fleck can row the boat in there and get a win or what? I say row the boat. You think row the boat? And I'm 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 gonna row the boat with you, man, because I, I like P.J. Fleck. I think he's a good coach. I think they're gonna go in there and and, and get a good win. I, I I think I don't think it was a fluke win against Penn State. We're gonna see see this week if they can bounce back and get two big wins back to back. Uh, number nine, LSU at Ole Miss. LSU's 21 and a half point favorite. I'm going LSU. I think we're both going LSU to cover that. Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss did play Auburn good. Uh, their defense played well against Auburn, held them to 20 points. They just fell a little short, couldn't really score. Uh, but I don't see them being able to um, play with LSU. They may cover the spread, but I don't see them being able to uh, be within two scores of them. So I'm going LSU also uh, to cover the 21 and a half. We'll see if that happens. I'm not as confident on, on that as I am of them actually winning the game. So they definitely going to win the game. Uh, all right, this is your big game of the week, and it's the big game of the week in the SEC. It's Georgia at Auburn. All right, so I'm going to let you break the game down a little bit and then tell me who your pick is. All right, so George Pickens, George Pickens was riding all around Auburn, decided a couple days before his signing day to go to Georgia. Uh-huh. He's got every Auburn fan against him. I think this is his fuel pickings to have a big weekend. Lawrence Cager's bouncing back. They rest them up. He's been practicing all week. Cager, Pickens. I think uh, Derek Brown for Auburn defense. Defense is a big one. Their pass rushing is great. Oh, the Auburn's D line is top notch. But I think George. I think Georgia's got a real good offensive line, and uh, from I got nothing but confidence in From. Uh, he's proved himself in the Florida game. I've seen all I need to see out of him. So uh, Georgia's defense ain't running the ball on them. I got Georgia. Nothing, nothing new to normal. Georgia's, I meant, I meant to say Georgia's a three-point favorite, so they're minus three. So you're going Georgia to win by more than a field goal. Georgia can win by seven to ten. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to win, too. I think it's going to be um, one of those games that's like 28 or 27, 24, something like that they score. And I think they hold Auburn to maybe 13, 16, 10, something like that. Um, so we'll see. See how that one goes. I'm definitely interested to watch that one. Like I said, that's the big SEC matchup on CBS. So we'll see how that one goes and, and uh, break it down a little bit next week. So uh, Georgia, I'm going with Georgia also. You're going with Georgia for sure. Um, then the last one I forgot to even add. You, Atlanta had to tell me to add it at the end. South Carolina at A&M. A&M's 11-point favorite, giving 11. What you think? You think the Gamecocks can cover that spread, or you think you're going with A&M? As much as I hate to say it, you went with my team. But I just – I think South Carolina had a bad week last week. Yeah, they beat Georgia. But they're going A&M, night game. I'm taking A&M. I think I'm going to go with you and take A&M. I'm going with my, with my head, not my heart. I just don't see us being able to score enough points to uh, – to keep up, but you uh, you never know about South Carolina. They're, you never know. They're a fair weather team. That's right. Just, they they're not consistent. Very inconsistent. You don't know what team you're gonna get. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there in College Station at night, 7:39 kickoff. 
sit back and watch, man. That's all I can do now. Just sit back and watch. So we'll see how that one goes. All right, so that's all our picks. Uh, one thing I was going to do, we'll talk about did you see the new rankings, college football playoff rankings. Uh, I think they did a good job of getting it correct. Yeah, it's been, it's been a big controversy all over. So yeah, but I, I think at the end of the day, the top five teams are the top five teams. And I think you'll see that, that four out of those five that are the top five right now will end up being in the playoff, uh, whether it be – it'll be one of the SEC teams will be left out. Uh, you know, whoever, whoever loses – Georgia loses in the SEC championship, they'll definitely be left out. Uh, if LSU loses in the SEC championship to Georgia by a close game, then both of those teams could possibly still be in. And then uh, I think the only way Bama jumps back in is if Georgia loses to LSU in the uh, in the championship. Yeah, and I think Bama will jump back in. Um, but Clemson's definitely going to be in there. Ohio State's definitely going to be in there. I think those are locks. Um, and I, as long as LSU takes care of their business, then they'll be in there. Um, even if they have a close loss in the SEC championship, I think they'll still be in. I think that's going to be tough on Georgia. I think LSU is the better better team. But I, got, I still got so much confidence in Georgia. At least Kirby Smart's ran that program the last, last well, two to three years with the championship. I, and I think with Georgia's strength in their defense, that's going to help them in that LSU game for sure. Uh, but like I said, Georgia controls their own destiny. They went out, they're in. So you can't ask for anything else than that. Just control your own destiny. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll, I'm, I'm excited to watch some good games this weekend. Uh, I'm excited about that Minnesota-Iowa. I'm excited about the Georgia-Auburn and then obviously to watch my team. Uh, but we'll uh, – and I'm excited to watch that – or see about that Notre Dame-Navy game. So uh, we'll, we'll keep up with it and ke- uh, come back next week and break it down. But uh, you got anything else you want to talk about or add before we, before we get out of here? I think Abbeville football is done with tonight. That's right. Up. Hang it That's up. That's right. We, we, we travel to Abbeville today, volunteers – Take on Abbeville Panthers, uh, four-time back-to-back-to-back-to-back state champions. I think they lost one game in the last five years maybe. Until they make it two. Yeah, hopefully we can make it two tonight. So everybody come out if you can support at Abbeville High School tonight at 730. And uh, we'll be out there. So uh, thank you all for joining us today. Me and Landon on the Extra Point, we appreciate it. Uh, Make sure you go subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and then give us some feedback. If you got something you want to hear, let us know. Once football season's over, we're going to try to start doing uh, at least two podcasts a week. We're going to do the extra point while college football is going on. And we're going to try to do some other stuff related to some other topics besides just football. So, uh, Landon, you know you'll probably be on there for sure. In the second semester, you got the class. So, we'll have a good time, man. But uh, thank you all for joining us. Have a good weekend. We'll, we'll see you all next week. Appreciate it. Oh!